Do you want to hear the greatest story? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, Bon Jovi sound checking. We got to see this. But then we hear um, the guy whistling to a microphone. Yeah, it was John, and he goes, "The kids can stay." We're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. It was a small theatre, and we went upstairs, and there was a photo of Dire Straits, who mm. did their very first rock blast there in 1982, oh, wow. which was just so cool. Yeah. So these bikies got in touch with us, give us 500 bucks so you don't get your singer back. <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. Thanks for joining me. I've done it, Art of Touring listeners. I have done it. My quest is over. For those of you who know me, you would know that I love TGI Fridays. That's not a paid advertisement. I just love TGI Fridays. And um, let's just rewind for a moment, Art of Touring listeners. Rewind back to a simpler time, back to circa, you know, the mid noughties, 2005, 2006. My um, my then fiance and I would frequent Epping TGI Fridays, you know, on a Saturday or a Friday night. You know, that would make sense. Thank God it's Friday. Um, all the time. And back then they'd have all the goofy shit on the walls. Um, and it was more old school goofy stuff, you know. Um, and then fast forward to about 20, oh, 2012, 2013, I would say, management um, changed and owners changed, I think, possibly for that restaurant. And they took all the goofy stuff off the walls and they put new goofy stuff on the walls. And they had this section with uh, pop culture stuff. Okay. And one of the sections of pop culture stuff had like Star Wars and Star Trek um, right next to each other. Um, doesn't really bother me because I like both. But, you know, some people go, what's all the Star Trek doing with the Star Wars stuff? Anyway, on the wall, they had glued, screw-drived to the wall, the 2008 Hasbro Lights and Sound Millennium Falcon. Now, this thing is huge. This is almost as big as the actual Millennium Falcon. It's a toy. Now, I own one. I'm looking at it right now. It's um, it's covered up in my uh, man cave because um, I don't want to get dust on it, but eventually I'd like a display case to actually have it. Um, in its box, I've never taken it out. You know, no idea how hard it was to not take this Millennium Falcon out and you know give it a red hot go. Um, but it's pride of place of my collection, and um, it now goes for in its box. It goes for maybe a thousand bucks, and I picked it up at Toys R Us, I think, um, back in two thousand and eight when they were on sale because they'd been out for a little while and they weren't really moving because they were quite expensive. Um, so I think it got on special for about two hundred bucks. So I took that home, and um, now what does this have to do with TGI Fridays and the Millennium Falcon on the wall, I hear you ask? Well, um, the Falcon gets put up on the wall, and I reckon about six months later, I noticed that the cockpit cover is gone, vanished, stolen, or it's fallen off. I don't know, but it's not there, and every time I've gone into TGI Fridays on a weekly basis <laughs> most of the time... Um, it's annoyed me, man. That cockpit cover should be there. So about a year or two ago, I got it in my head that I had to replace it. So I searched eBay, Facebook Marketplace. If the trading post was still a thing, I'd be looking on there. 
And um, they're always super expensive, man. I was like, oh, man, I want to replace that. It doesn't bother anybody else. It just bothers me. My wife thinks I'm crazy. I think the TGI Friday staff think I'm crazy as well because I don't think they really care either. <laughs> but every time I walk in there, I'm like, well, is that cockpit cover? So I've been looking for a long time. And just the other day, I had a look on Facebook Marketplace. And I saw someone was selling the whole thing. The whole Falcon for 70 bucks. Now, these go loose, complete, for about three, four, five hundred bucks on eBay. So, someone was getting rid of it for $70. It's, it's missing a few things. It's missing the landing gears. It's missing the escape pod. But it is not missing the cockpit cover. It's sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God. I couldn't respond quick enough. I messaged the guy. I'm like, hey, is this sold? He's like, no. Nah. I'm like, it is now. <laughs> smooth. I make my way through uh, peak hour traffic all the way to Box Hill South and pick up this Millennium Falcon for 70 bucks. It's sitting in my man cave right now. It's huge. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It's complete. Obviously, the, the cockpit is intact. It won't be for long though, baby. I'm going to take it off and I'm going to gift it to TGI Fridays. This weekend, um, and I'm so excited about it. I'm sure they, they, those guys may be excited, may, may not. I don't know. I don't care. But the next time I go in and I see it sitting there, I'm actually going to gift it with some super glue so they can super glue it to there so it's not going to get taken off again. It's going to get permanently fixed there. So that's what's going on in my world, man. This week, however, I caught up with Casey and Joel from the Chevaliers. Uh, the lads and I had a wonderful chat. And we hear the great story of how Casey got a personal thank you from The Who in 2016. But uh, you'll have to keep listening to find out how. Art of Touring is brought to you every single Friday. You can listen to Art of Touring on iTunes or on the Google Podcasts app or on Spotify. And remember, Art of Touring is part of the A Lot of Green Podcast Network. And you can check out all their other awesome podcasts on their network at www.alotofgreen.com.au. Now, guys, girls, tell friends about this podcast. Subscribe to this podcast. If you're a first-time listener and you're just you're hitting download or listen and you haven't hit subscribe, go on, hit subscribe. Tweet about the podcast. Make a Facebook post about the podcast. Um, you could tell... Who could you tell this week? You could go ahead and tell your uncle... About the podcast, like Uncle Uncle Owen, Aunt Peru, check out the podcast, <laughs> Art of Touring, it's sick. And they're going to be all like, we're force ghosts, man. We, we've been gone for quite a while. Why are you trying to tell us about a podcast? There's no there's no podcasts in, in the force world, man. We're force ghosts. We're off doing force ghost things. Please just leave us alone. Maybe don't tell Uncle Owen and Uncle Lou. They're gone. Maybe tell um, someone else, anyone with a set of ears that can listen to podcasts, tell them all about it. There is some coarse language in this week's show. So if you are listening with kids, it might be a good idea to throw on uh, Dougie. And then once they're dropped off at their softball game down at the local softball diamond, throw Art of Turing back on. Now let's take a moment to hear from this week's sponsor. Episode 77 of The Art of Turing is brought to you this week by Ramones Health Advice. If you're like me and you hardly go to the doctor for a routine checkup, well, don't be embarrassed, lads. Just head to the doctor regularly and get yourself checked out. Just like Ramon, you never know. You might have caught something you never realised you had. May I help you? Yes. 
I'm looking for Victor Maitland. Uh, you realize that this is a members-only club? Mm-hmm, but I have to talk to Victor. It's very, very important. Are you sure it's Victor Maitland you want? Oh, yes, Victor Maitland, the gray-haired gentleman, very dark-skinned, Capricorn, Victor. Um, well, why don't you give me the message, and I'll take it to him. Okay, I guess I can do that. Um, tell Victor that Ramon, the fella he met about a week ago, tell him that um, Ramon went to the clinic today, and I find out that I have um, Herpes Simplex 10. And I think Victor should go check himself out with his physician to make sure everything is fine before things start falling off on the man. Uh, perhaps you better tell him that. You know, I think that would be best. Just so you know, Art of Turing is hosted by Wooshka. If you'd like to listen on your desktop, you can just Google Art of Turing and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. Now, before we hear my conversation with Casey and Joel from the Chevaliers, I'd like to play you uh, some of their music. Here's a track called Future X Lover. Check it out. There you go. There's just a taste of the Chevaliers, future ex-lover. And uh, now, without any further ado, let's hear my conversation with Joel and Casey from the Chevaliers. And I'll catch you on the other side. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Art of Touring podcast. I'm sitting here in Siriani Studios. And today, tonight, uh, this afternoon, this morning, uh, whenever you're listening to this, joining me is Casey and Joel from The Chevaliers. How are we, gentlemen? Hello. Doing great. Yes. Surrounded by wrestling merch. Yes, there's quite I a bit. I am in my element. <laughs> me too. Is there <laughs> one specific cabinet that you would say I would like to take home with me tonight? or uh, Hasbro, man. You're a Hasbro man? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I've uh, got a few of them. But I am looking at the Jax WrestleMania Six Ultimate Warrior. Oh. And I'm quite fond because I missed the whole classic superstars line from Jax. Yeah, right. I was out of wrestling. At then. that point. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm kind of making a checklist of everything that I have that you have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's I got cool, lucky man. on some some things I paid what they were meant what they're you know, what they're worth and other times I've paid you know, like I've gotten lucky someone didn't know what they had or like, you know, whatever. It's the best, isn't it? Or like part of a lot where it's like, oh, what's this? <laughs> yeah. Have all this crap. I'm like, sweet, I just wanted this one thing, you know. But That was how I got yeah. the most rad Hasbros was just buying a stack of them. Yes. Because one of them was worth more than all the others combined. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, I'm glad we were able to, um, to, to gel on something so early on. I'm very comfortable here. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, Casey, we'll, we'll start with you, big fella. Where, where are you from and, and where did you grow up? I 
am from Essendon and I grew up in Essendon. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I'm such a passionate Richmond supporter. Is that right? I'm not passionate. <laughs> <laughs> but you do go to Richmond. I do. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, I've, you know, I just had to bring that up. Yeah. Recent yeah. events and whatnot. You yeah. Know, it's yeah. been quite a while since we've been able to consistently brag about anything from that sure. particular club. But um, yeah, I grew up around Essendon and have lived there my whole life. Yeah. I love it there, man. Mm. I don't know. When you live somewhere forever, you get quite attached passion. to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I take it very personally if the neighborhood changes. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, or, if, like, or if like one of your favorite restaurants or shops closes yeah, down. Yeah, like the whole architecture is changing and it's like every house is kind of getting square. The yeah. fences are getting higher. <laughs> <laughs> we all used to be friends. Right? You yeah. stand on your lawn shaking your fist at all the young children. And have been for years. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, what are you doing? This is my town. Yeah, they have all sorts of meetings talking about me, I'm sure. Like, yeah. how, can, <laughs> how, can we, how can we run him out of town? <laughs> Casey's on his lawn again. Handsome bastard. <laughs> Put some clothes on him. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, we're... we're um. Man, we were right in there first first few minutes. I'm not sure how we're going to top that, gentlemen. Fantastic. That's some great oh, we'll banter. Try. <laughs> so, um, are there any other musos in your family, Casey, growing up in Essendon? Or? Uh, not not really. My dad played a little a little bit of keyboard. Uh, yeah. I think he always thought that he was a little more musical than he was, perhaps. Right, right. Um, but no, that, that's, that's it, really. Uh, yeah, and I just... I just started playing music because I had to. Yeah. Like, I loved it so much that if I didn't... Well, how could I not be involved? Yeah, Does that right. sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was always there. It was always part of you. W- whether it was in the house or not, or there was a musician really in the house to look up to, it was just something that was calling to you, whether... Yeah, totally. And I always um, kind of chose musicians as my idols. Mm-hmm. And wrestlers. And wrestlers. But they're not that different. No, no, they're a persona. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, they're putting on a show. But uh, yeah, I just always, I don't know, music just grabbed me. Yeah, right. Oh, man, nice. And guitar was your first instrument? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when I, uh, when was it? 91. Uh, my family went to see the Highwaymen, um, the country supergroup, and uh, because my uncle worked at a hotel and would get heaps of free tickets to things and they mm. weren't really familiar but they're like oh we'll go like it's an arena show that you have free tickets to as if you wouldn't go Beautiful. and they loved it and they bought the vhs uh the highwaymen live vhs which sold like for some reason that particular video in australia was like super huge it went like 10 times platinum here wow. more so than any other country it just that video for some reason really captured this country's attention sure and anyway they bought that and i watched it and i saw um waylon jennings guitar and I just thought, that's cool as shit. <laughs> and I went up. I was young as. And I just went up to the the screen when I saw it and kind of, I touched it. The yeah. screen. Yeah, I remember yeah. doing this. Yeah, I think. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I mo- it says he does. But <laughs> it's, I do remember it. I don't know how. And um, I was just really, really blown away with how this thing looked and sounded. Yeah. And um, yeah, I actually finally got a replica of it like a couple of months ago. But uh yeah, so that I just from then I just loved guitar. Nice. I yeah, <laughs> I and just you loved started it. Playing it like was it how, how old were you at that point? Uh, like infant, infant man, oh, like two but, or three years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay, when so it was I a first few years saw later. it, yeah, it was about that. And then um, I was ten uh, ish. Okay. I was in grade five, and yeah. I finally 
graduated from the tissue box guitar, you sure. know, with the, the strings and yeah, um, to uh, I I got a guitar for Christmas or something and took some lessons, yeah, and quit immediately. <laughs> right, because but it's... not playing guitar just to lessons. Ah, I quit. I did quit playing guitar. Yeah, for about a year because I I just it sucked. <laughs> What can I tell you? I didn't enjoy it. Didn't enjoy it, I sure. didn't see... Probably too young or whatever. Yeah, well, you know what? It was just kind of like... Uh, what? Uh, had this, this stupid book I had to work through and... Right. What was the payoff? That after months and months of work, I get to play two bars of Ode to Joy? Yeah. Whereas I was in there saying, hey, I want to learn Buddy Holly songs. Perfect. They're three, four chord songs. Yeah. Dude's like, oh no, that will not do. And, you know, he's like, you got to keep your thumb straight on the neck, you know. And I said, well, but what about all these rock stars you see with the thumb hanging over the top? He's like, you have to keep it straight. It's like, dude, no. Just explain to a kid that, well, hey, that's that's a different approach Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. You know, you get to it and... Mm. Instead, it was like, no, this this is this way and that way. And I just thought, this is so rigid. So he kind of put you off. <laughs> this is I thought, this is horrible. Yeah, right. I want to play this instrument. And so it took a year or two before you, before you picked it up again. Yeah, I went to the very last page of that book. Yeah, <laughs> it had a, had a it's the only page I ever used. Had a chord chart thing. Yes, and just all the common chords. And yes. I just learned a few that looked not. Hard, like an A chord. It's yeah, like that's sure. all kind of in a line. Uh-huh. I think I can do that. We can figure that out. Yeah, like a D chord. I'm like, well, that looks kind of triangular. There we go. <laughs> I can remember that one. <laughs> yes. The E minor seven became a favorite immediately. Mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then just started playing along to songs. Like went yeah, online, right. found some chord things, which, you know, wasn't like now where you can find tab for everything. everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And was like, no, this this isn't so bad. Mm. And so now you're going into high school at this point. This is like 12 or 13 years old mm, and you've yeah. you kind of picked up the instrument. Yeah. And yeah, nice. taught myself how to play and everything was cool and I thought I was really quite good until I bought the first Van Halen album mm-hmm. and had to basically start over. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never used my little finger before. Yeah, right. <laughs> and had you gotten lessons yet at that no, point? No, I never, I never still, did. Still just teaching yourself? Yeah, I never had any more lessons. Yeah, right on. Which, fast forward a number of years and what did I work as? I still do on a limited basis, but what did I work as for years? A guitar teacher. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Cool. There you go. Yeah. Oh, so, well, um, what was your reaction when they started asking for Buddy Holly songs? When... <laughs> The kids. Yeah, the, the children, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> no, see, you joke. Uh, my The music school where I teach and yes. have taught for years, we actually did a thing uh, last year. It was a 50s theme for our gala at the end of the year. It had a sorry, rock and roll theme. Mm. And I got these kids to do a Buddy Holly song, like a band of kids. And um, I, I was interested in their reaction and they loved it. And I'm like, see? <laughs> See, this is great. I was right. All along, mate. You should have listened to me. I was me. right all along. Yeah. There you go. Uh, my father-in-law loves Buddy Holly. Every time you know he comes to see me do an acoustic gig, he's like, you learnt any more Buddy Holly? I'm like, dude, I know every day. I love that song. <laughs> that was Stand my favourite as a kid. Yeah. It's a great tune, but I haven't learned any more. Sorry, Barry. Maybe another day. <laughs> right, I can show them all to you. Yeah, nice, nice. Very good. <laughs> Just watch the thumb. Yeah, exactly. Watch that thumb. Watch now, the thumb that now neck. you see, when I teach, I teach now a lot less than I used to, but 
the thumb thing would come up and I'd always be, make a real point of explaining it really clearly. Yeah, yeah. That there are, you know, there are different ways of doing it and whatnot and exactly. just start with a good foundation and you'll be okay. Yeah. And I would always explain to them that no one told me in any detail what to do. It was just don't do that. And I'm like, well, why? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's good that you had that experience so that when eventually you became a guitar teacher yourself, you're able to be a bit more flexible with yeah, your Yeah, totally. Students. Yeah, yeah. And real. That's a cool thing, man. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll switch gears now. We'll, we'll have a, a chat to Joel. How are you, Joel? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah? Doing yeah. all right? That's good, mate. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? Uh, so in Ringwood, out east. Oh, yeah. Been there pretty much my whole life. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. That's, you know, See, cool people... Wherever they're born, they just stay there. Yeah. <laughs> You're still there, mate. Yeah, still there. See? Still shaking my fist on the lawn. <laughs> and Ringwood as well. Yeah. Far out. So, yeah. No, it's, it's not a bad place. Yeah. Uh, the only annoying thing is it's a bit too far that way sometimes. Yeah, yeah, to get out to the city or, or rehearsal space or something like that. Yeah. Um, any musos in your family growing up, John? Uh, yeah, so my, my dad played guitar. And oh, he was, did? Yep. Yeah. He had a... Has been in various bands for pretty much my whole life. Yeah, playing bass or guitar, so he really got me into it. Mm-hmm. And um, my mum kind of tinkered a little bit on the piano. Okay, did a few things here and there, but yeah, not much else apart from that. It was, yeah. it was mainly your dad the main yeah. influence. Yeah, it was. yeah, right on. And so uh-huh. he, dad's a badass guitarist, good guitar he, player. He's not bad. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's very much into his blues and yes, SRV and all that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Um, and so did you look up to him growing up? Like, oh man, I want to play guitar like dad yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, Is that so the catalyst it, for you? It was very cool, you know, going to watch your dad play a show, you know. It's, yeah. It's, uh, there's a couple of old footage of me like getting up on the stage as a little tyke with the plastic guitar as well, you know, trying to get into it with him. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, far out, man. And do you have any brothers or sisters as well? Or? Yeah, I've got two sisters, yeah, um, yeah. but neither of them are. Not, no. not really musically minded? No, no, not really there kind of jam, but... Yeah, cool. Yeah. And um, when when was it that you first picked up um, the guitar? Uh, yeah, so probably not till I was about 11, actually, surprisingly, considering it was such a big thing in the, like, in the household, but it mm. didn't really uh, strike my attention to say to that until I was about 11. Yeah. And then um, just... It's always kind of been in the back... Uh, for that, I've always focused more on singing, I guess. Okay. And um, just had guitar in the back. And up until recently, like halfway through the year, I was also playing guitar with the Chevaliers Live, but we decided to mix it up a little bit and put it down. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now you're the front man. Yeah. Yeah, cool. My ego couldn't it. take it. <laughs> so I guys, I'm playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice one. Um, and so... Did you ever get vocal lessons as well, or you just kind of taught yourself? Yeah, or? Uh, so... Um, through a different points, uh, sorry, through a few different points in my life, I've yeah. had vocal lessons. I started off in the Victorian Boys Choir. Oh yeah, was, yeah, when I was a little tyke. Yeah, and then um, it got to the point where I got to the age where my voice broke and they didn't want me anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so you stuck with the Victorian Boys Choir for quite a while. Yeah, so I was there for a few years. And yeah, then, right on. You know, right at that. Because where where was the rehearsals for that? Uh, it was in Mitcham. So that's pretty close. Yeah, so yes. it worked out quite well. See, I tried. Oh. I tried out for it. They'd come yeah. around to your school and yeah, listen. That's, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. They weren't interested. Yeah, right. <laughs> I specifically I... asked to be in it. They're like, nah, <laughs> nah. You didn't that's... make the cut, mate. Sorry, that's bloke. Funny, um, as well because I I remember <laughs> that you know the audition thing that they did and they you know handed the handed the pamphlet or whatever to each person they wanted, and 
some of the other people in the class, they go, oh, my friend, they, you know, she didn't get in. Can she have your one? I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait a second, she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the boys' choir. <laughs> well, we didn't really think about that much. But <laughs> no, no, I vividly remember. They were like, yeah, can, can you hand yours over? And they're like, no. It doesn't work like that. No. Just for the lads. There's, there's, no, there's no takes back season. There's no swaps or nothing like that, mate. Oh, fabulous! Uh, so you stuck that for, stuck with that for a bit, um, and then did you play like in a band in in high school at all? Yeah, yeah. So I I did. I uh, when I finally got back into singing, mm. uh, I was absolutely shocking to be honest. Yeah, right. <laughs> like couldn't find a key at all, and I had this band with my friends, and they said. Yeah, you you kind of suck. You might need to uh, <laughs> pick up your game, otherwise we're gonna. <laughs> like, My friend said you kind of suck. <laughs> yeah. You need to get some lessons there, yeah. mate. You like, get yeah. some new friends. If you, <laughs> if you don't pick up your game, pretty much you're out the door. Yeah, and right. Something clicked in the back of my mind. I'm like, I'm gonna have to actually hone in on this a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just kept on going from that. So you, but oh, okay. So then you just kind of practiced a bit more. You didn't like yeah. bother getting any lessons. You was like, oh, I really want to focus and try to figure out what I'm doing wrong. And you're able to fix yourself. And yeah, and oh, uh, nice. Well, that's admirable, I, man. For the most part, <laughs> um, yeah, I got lessons again when I was about 17 till 18 or 19. Yeah, right. Yeah. And what was that band called in high school? So the the one where they, they told me I had to shape up was uh, it was a band called Dysfunctional Reality. Dysfunctional Reality. Yeah. Apt. Yeah. <laughs> was there any other bands in high school? Yeah. So from that, I uh, my next band was a glam metal outfit called Toxic Days, which we okay, cool. It was a slightly more successful. We actually played gigs with that band. So yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's always the the marker whether or not it's you know a band is a success if you've actually gotten out of the garage and onto a stage. Most yeah. definitely. And yeah, yeah. A bit better name as well than than the dysfunctional reality. reality. Yeah, it's a bit of a mouthful, but you know, I love the the first band names. They're always always good for a laugh. Some pearlers out there. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Casey? What was your first first band called? Uh, my first band. God, what it, it okay? So the name changed on a regular basis. Sure. And I, uh, oh God, what was it called? I, it was called. At one point, it was called White Summer, but I swear before that, it was called Anima. That was that was the first name, Anima. I didn't name it. I didn't yeah. even really play very often it's like a tool tribute band. <laughs> well, well that's the thing i didn't even know who tool were and right the guitarist slash singer at that like then he swore black and blue that he didn't get it from that the album. tool album and i yeah. didn't know that that was a huge album huge so i just assumed it was just some album that you know because I, I at that time i just listened to like classic country buddy holly you know southern rock Mm. Uh, and Van Halen and so tools certainly weren't on my radar no uh, yeah I, I so there was Anima and what was the other then band it, beca- it became they changed the name yes. so I turned up to play once and it was we were called White Summer now ah, okay. <laughs> I was like alright we once did a battle of the bands where I'd never heard the songs uh, I'd stop. We'd, we'd had a spat, and I stopped turning up to rehearsal, which was at school. So I really had no excuse. I could hear them rehearsing, and I'm like, ah, no, I don't <laughs> want to be involved with that shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> and yeah, what I finally decided was I'd turn up to this battle of the bands and play. And what I would get the guitarist to do was just to turn around, or the singer who played guitar was to turn around. He couldn't tell me any of the, the keys of the songs, but just show me the first chord that you play. Right. <laughs> and so I'd learn it like. 
the ver- the first verse kind of pick up on it and then try to get in by the second one. Yes, yes. Uh, we didn't come last in the hey. Battle of the Bands, <laughs> which speaks more to the quality of everyone else, I think. Jeez, pretty good effort if you're trying to just watch the chords change as you're yeah. playing them live. But yeah. it went from like, that was so dysfunctional and we're actually still... He's one of the few people from high school I'm still friends with. Yeah, right. And he is like the most kick-ass music. He plays, um, well, he just finished, but he was playing in a band called Orpheus Omega. That's and great um, like they opened for so many big bands. Yeah. And uh, he had a Fender endorsement and stuff. Wow. And yeah, it, it started with us bickering in this little concrete room at Essendon Keeler College and changing the band name to spite each other. Fire out, man. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. And so... Um, after you kind of finished high school, did you stay with that band or like did it? Lord, no. No, no. <laughs> what did you, did you go? No, I had another to, band. You had another band? I had another band. Yeah, well, so moved, yeah, tell me about that. That was year 10, right? Moved to year 11 and 12 and put together a band called Balance and we just played. Um, the, the singer loved Kiss and I loved Van Halen. Right. And we kind of ruled the band and just played Kiss and Van Halen songs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we used to, <clears throat> we used to go. This is this is terrible. It makes it. Remember, we were teenagers, right? We used to go on some pretty big power trips and fire the other members as often as we could. Jeez. And I remember several times firing the drummer. Um, I've had it with, and he wasn't very good, to be fair. Uh, but we fired him, and then we had a replacement, huh. who is actually. Ash, who plays with the Chevaliers. I went right. to school with her. Sure. But never actually asked her before firing him. <laughs> so we'd can his ass. <laughs> right, he's now that we got rid of that problem. Ash, do you be keen? No. Okay. <laughs> so, but the funny thing is, we did this multiple times. Yeah, right. So then he would come back and then you'd yeah, fire we'd, him. Yeah, we'd let him back in and, oh, all that. No, man, that wasn't. He took that seriously. That's not. And, um, you know, then we'd get fed up three weeks later and fire him again. And um, But we played in bars a few times and stuff when we were 16 and 17. Yeah, right. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. And um, and then that finished. And, um, yeah, I didn't do anything for a while. Did you f- um, finish up at year 12 or did you leave early? or? No, I, f- I finished at year 12. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, did you go to study or did you go straight into a, a, like a, a job or something? Oh, oh, see, see, I knew everything about the world because I was. Oh, you did. I was eighteen. Yeah. Oh, so that's, of that's how it works. Did. Yeah, yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So you got to know really that, man. It's, I understand. Yeah, because I, I was, I was a unique eighteen-year-old in that I really, you know, 100%. was. Yeah, I knew it all, and so. So you didn't need a day. <laughs> I didn't need anything, man. <laughs> no, come you could, on. You could just be in a complete, yeah, total state of consciousness in all times. Yeah, and I, I was, you know. As the world works, you just kind of go out and you, you'll just find the best job in the world straight away. And exactly. And you'll rock. And, yeah. And so I ended up working in a supermarket. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stacking shelves at Coles. Well, well, not quite, but I, um, I got, you know, I, I would work the, the service, the front end. And, oh, uh, yeah, the checkout man. And I, then I was supervising and managing the place and whatnot. And, sure. Um, and... Do you have to sell cigarettes? Well, yeah, dude, back then, like, that's pre-generic um, packaging and stuff. And it was yes. back when they still had the milligrams on the side. Huh. And I still remember them all. That's huh. how many cigarettes I sold. Is like, Jeez. if you name a brand and, like, the colour, I'll be like, oh, yeah, they're sixes. 
Right. I see. Just, I'm not a smoker, so I don't know what you're talking about. Nor am I. About. Nor am I. No, you're not even a smoker, <laughs> no. and you have to school yourself on all this. Oh, shit. you'd become an expert really quickly. Far out. But um, see, my lady worked for a supermarket for about a week, and they put her in the the cigarette section. Yeah. And she's like not a smoker at all, and um, yeah, she lasted a week, and she's like, I can't, I can't do it. Intense, man. Yeah, it was pretty intense. So, how long were you there for? I worked there for years because it was right near my house. Oh, dude. So you I could turn up pretty much as late as I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> do pretty much anything I wanted and not get fired. So I was like... Yeah, right. This is, you know, I was thrust into a position of authority and I'm like, yeah, cool, all right. Um, gig? It was okay. But, um, and then, yeah, I, I didn't play in bands for a few years and then I started playing in tribute bands. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. What was the first tribute act that you joined uh, or started or whatever? It was called... It was it was called Youth Gone Wild. It was a Skid Row tribute band that ah. I joined as a favor. Not so much a favor, but just the partner of the guy that I was in the balance band with. Mm-hmm. He, uh, she was reforming it. It was like something that she did in the nineties. Yes, uh, she she was older than us, and yeah, I just learned a bunch of Skid Row songs and did it, uh, and that went for a bit. Then I joined Def Replica the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of like three times uh did that i was in two van halen tributes a roth and a hagar yes i had an 80s rock cover band called glam slam Mm -hmm. that was cool that That was was cool one of my favorite things ever we were all friends yeah we'd all like hang out beforehand and afterwards and we had residencies and we made you money. Actually, you'd actually hang out with the band members? Oh, they were all my friends. Before was, and after the show? Dude, we we played um Oh my god. Geelong. We played Geelong for New Year's. That's, that's crazy. I'd, I know, I'd painted a picture of myself as quite the surly fellow. No, no. I believe you were friends with the people in your band. I know. It's so, it's so weird. No, no. But, no, but seriously, you we would go to the movies together. We were shit. best friends, is what I'm getting at. Like Don't go I get, too far. Don't go too far. You know, we were best friends, all of us. Wow. And and it was so cool because We'd be hanging out on any Saturday anyway, and yeah, it's like yeah. instead, when we played New Year's at Geelong, it was like, well, great. That means we get to go to the beach. Yes. Which, especially the other guitarist and I, there's a good chance we would have done that anyway. Sure, yeah. Then we go and make like 500 bucks each to oh. play this gig, and then we go and party afterwards. It's like, this is cool. Yeah, that is a good that gig, That was my favourite. I've got so many friends today that I met through Glam Slam, just people yeah. coming to the shows, and we became friends with them. Mm. And... um that was cool did who are you uh which was my little that was my baby yes uh because i sang for it which was different yeah uh which yeah that started out with the bass player that was going to start the band with me he was just like let's do a who tribute i said cool but i'm not gonna play guitar what are you gonna do i'm gonna sing Mm. can't be that hard It didn't sound that hard. Sure, yeah, right. So I spent like a year just <laughs> after work every day coming home singing until I was hoarse. Yes. And yeah, figured it figured it out. And yeah. And eventually that kind of culminated in when I saw The Who the last time um, in 2016 Yeah, in California. They put a message on the screen at the start of the show welcoming me. What? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, how cool is that? Wow. It's like my favorite tribute that's my only <laughs> tribute band anecdote <laughs> how, how did they know you were in the show uh, at the show rather i sent a message i used to post on their like the who.com forum and uh-huh. um i just messaged the webmaster and was like hey man i'm coming over for a holiday and i've kind of based it around going to see this show uh 
can I meet the band? <laughs> right. <laughs> Why not? You know, it's, what's the worst he could say? No. And he, yeah, well, that's more or less what he did say. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he, um, but he's like, keep an eye on the, the screen. And I knew they were welcoming on that tour, like friends of the band, celebrities and stuff. Ah. They'd have a list. Yeah. And, uh, and in your message, did you say, look, I'm in this tribute band? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was some context, like I'm a super fan. Like, yeah. And Roger Daltrey had done a and a on the site before and I'd, asked a question and put that in the question and he referenced it so it was kind of it was known yeah yeah and uh yeah wow. this time though i was the only one on the screen normally they'd have a list and it was just me and i was just like <laughs> this is so cool welcoming casey yeah. from melbourne <laughs> and people cheered that's insane dude yeah i got this horribly blurry photo that could say anything <laughs> <laughs> so just uh, i've stopped showing people because it just discredits the whole story yeah right right <laughs> But it's true, man. The it's only, true. The only comparable story I, story I have in, in my memory is I, I went to see Tenacious D um, in, um, I think it was 2005. It was, it was um, at Luna Park for, it was like a, a festival that they had and, and um, Tenacious D with a headliner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was on New Year's Eve. And so I put together like a, a t-shirt and like a CD um, in a little glad bag and my idea in my head was like I was going to throw it on the stage you know yeah. so they could hear my tunes you know because massive fan of the band yeah. what else are you going to do you know and again what's the worst that could happen it's, what's the worst that could happen they throw it in the trash <laughs> nothing ventured nothing gained you know maybe they listen to it oh we should get this guy to support us in Sydney that didn't happen but well, you know yeah. who knows but you don't know could have happened could have happened <laughs> anything could have happened anyway so I'm waiting there and waiting there um, for the band to come on because like I said they were headlining this like mini festival that they, were, that they put on back in 2005 they finally get on stage they're doing their thing they're doing their thing Thing. At one point, I'm like, okay, I've I've been in this one spot for like six hours waiting for these guys <laughs> to come on. I need to go take a piss or do whatever. So I'm like, sweet, hey, can you help me over the barricade? So this person helps me over the barricade, and I just throw this bag on stage, and I did it in between one of the songs. Yeah. And so Kyle picks up the bag and goes, "Hey, Jack, we've been given a gift." <laughs> right. Oh yeah. And Jack's like, "What is it?" And Kyle's like, "It looks like a CD." And Jack's like, oh, wow, do we have time to play it now? <laughs> and the whole time I'm like, yeah, play it, dude, play it. But that was the end of it. Like, there was, you know, they didn't play it through the PA or anything. That would have been amazing. You're like, oh, But man. they talked about what had happened. Uh, like, I got that little moment with them and yeah, yeah. I hope their Discman has the one megabyte skip protection. <laughs> but no, man, that's that's super cool because... Yeah, it's a little, it's a little moment. You yeah. had your thing that you tried and... Yeah. You, I mean, they could have just ignored it. So you, exactly, yeah, you didn't get to play with them, but you got no. something. You got interaction. I got a little bit of a little bit of love from the D. So you know, you can't go wrong. Can't beat that. Yeah, yeah. A bit of love from the D. Well, <laughs> wouldn't we all like that? No, <laughs> ladies out there, <laughs> fantastic. The D, they love all those. Stuff. Your mind out kind of the Fantastic. <laughs> Well, well, Joe, we'll head back to, to your uh, neck of the woods, mate. When you leave school, um, tell us um, what happens to you after that, big fella. Yeah, so um, I was with that band Toxic Days throughout, uh, I think, the last two years of high school mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. ended up quitting them halfway through the last year. And then pretty much at that point, I really started meeting people to kind of create this dream band of mine, which ended up 
becoming the Chevaliers. Right. So just spent pretty the much dream band. the dream band, the dream band, the dream band, yeah. which um, to me was pretty much Hanoi Rocks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I could recreate that band, then that would be exactly what I wanted. Yeah. And, uh, what band? Sorry. Hanoi Rocks. Who's so they're, that? They're uh, like a, a Finnish glam metal band from. The early eighties. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, right. Rad band. Pretty yeah, okay. I need some research here. Yeah, clearly. definitely like probably my all time favorite. Cool. And I was cool. like, if I can get a band that sounds like that, mm-hmm. then I'm absolutely sorted. And so just spent the next couple of years really just jamming with everybody. Yeah. And finding firstly, the first question is always, Do you know who Hano Rocks is? Yeah, and right. Then, I wouldn't <laughs> have made the cut. <laughs> <laughs> Disqualify certain people. <laughs> no, I've never heard of that band. Yeah, 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 and then sit, sat down and jammed it out. You know, I'd play with a billion guitarists, and that was about it. <laughs> yeah, then, uh, right, right. So we, uh, it, I, and it ended up being I couldn't really find anybody. Uh, it got to one point when I had a bass player and a, a drummer, uh, and I, we auditioned this guy, and he he was like, okay, uh, when I come into jam, can you play these songs? And we're like, well, you're the one that's meant to be auditioning, but he wants us to play these songs. Yeah, that's weird. And yeah, we're like, yeah. whatever. Sure. Um, so he, he comes over to my house and we jam it out and he, he, he wants us to play Sunshine of Your Love. No, oh, I'm like, yeah, cool, cool. You know, it's a fun song to sing. Mm. But um, he, he didn't know how to play it. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, and it's not a particularly hard song either. It's Well, yeah, you, sh- you, you can fake that one. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, it was, he almost knew it, but... He, just the end of that riff, the dun 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 the last bit was the wrong note. Huh. So it was all in key except for that. And I was trying to tell him, I'm like, it's just it's just a little bit out. If you go and I had to get my own guitar It's an in, F to a D. <laughs> Did he think maybe he was coming to a lesson? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I should have asked for money. <laughs> you should. Like he certainly wasn't giving a lesson. No, yeah. that's it. I've always wanted to play Sunshine of Your Love. Maybe if I pretend <laughs> that I'm going to go to an audition, I'll just get these dudes to learn the song and then they can show it to me when I fuck it up. <laughs> that's, that's a great idea. It's not that's bad. what these guys have done, man. I think I played with him in a few bands. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, and I pretty much had to get my guitar and show him how to play it, and that's just yeah. how I started playing guitar in the band. There you go. That's what you look for when you're auditioning a guitarist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to play guitar. <laughs> if you call so, a plumber, if you call a plumber, like they don't make you fix the pipes. <laughs> no, yes, I brought all the parts. Here's, here's, here's how you do it. Go, go nuts, mate. <laughs> yeah, and then a couple of months later is when Casey joined and pretty much established the lineup. Oh, nice one. Yeah. And so how did you find um, young Casey over here for the Chevaliers? Uh, having drinks at the Cherry Bar. We were both pissed at a bar. <laughs> at the Cherry Bar? Yeah. Yeah, nice one. Well, uh, we may have spent a little time there. Yes, as we all have, haven't we? <laughs> yes. The Cherry. Yeah, I was, cherry. I was in the city today and uh, I was working and almost just drove down Flinders Lane yeah. to park and get out and... Just walk take it in past again. Cherry, <laughs> the defunct Cherry, like it's terrible. But um, it's really sad. Yeah, but um, a friend, a mutual friend, said uh, that his friend Joel was looking for a guitarist, and I said, "Who's Joel?" Yes, good, good question. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who he was. Uh, we hadn't met, and uh, we got introduced, and I went. And Je- I feel like we must have become friends before that, though. Like I, I, we vaguely, vaguely I knew each other. Yeah. yeah. And, um, 
yeah, it went along, jammed, and sure. I just thought, this is good, but I do not see how I, where I will fit. Right. Like it was, it was, it was, it was good. It worked, but I just didn't. I don't know. It was, it was, a, it was like a different sound before Casey joined, I guess, because I was, I was writing a bit more punk rockish, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Casey, obviously, being used to playing more '80s melodic kind of yes stuff. Bringing the AOR. <laughs> and I think at the time I was listening to 38 Special like just so much that, uh, and they were like, well, I didn't realize this at the time, but I really got into this band because it just sounded like a more commercial Leonard Skinnerd. Right. And right. I just thought, wow, this is great. Yeah. What great songwriters. And it turns out like the guy from Survivor was writing all of their songs and I was well into the band before I found out. And I was like, oh, man, like, I thought these guys were like tunesmiths. Damn it. I still love the songs. But, um, but yeah, so I was like particularly listening to like really glossy music. Yes. And, um, yeah, and I, but I thought, oh, I can do this, especially because I like the people. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, that that's huge. That's a, that's a big, big thing when you're joining a band. Yeah, and I knew. You have to get along with the dudes or do Yeah, bands. and I, I hadn't met the drummer then Daniel mm. um, but I feel like Dave I knew yeah you I think I knew the, yeah, yeah. D- the original bass player Dave and so that helped yeah I was like yeah let's keep let's see let's see what happens here nice one and uh, the rest is history yeah yeah pretty much we just wrote some new songs which were a compromise between the two sounds and built on that yeah nice and so how long has the band been going for now 23 years <laughs> <laughs> You guys look really good. Yeah, we look great. <laughs> I buy a lot of stuff from infomercials, you see. So yeah, I'm on yeah. TVSN buying all the lotions all the and creams. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at least make three years. Yeah, maybe almost three at this point. Nice one. It was really two years of inaction. Well, I wouldn't say inaction, but um, writing music and yes. coming up with everything. And then we only Getting started. Getting the show down. And hurdles. At the end of, um, end like of last year. Was that life. Okay, cool, cool. Get in the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you lose, you know, a little time, and you'd lose momentum, and momentum is so important. Yes, yeah. There's some independent bands that are just able to like pump out content like constantly, whereas others struggle to release like an album. You know, like Mm. my band, like we released one album in the ten year career that I had with those guys. Yeah, we had an EP and a single prior to that, so we kind of graduated towards the album. You know, by the time, but which I'm a big fan of, by the way. I might say I'm a big fan of, by the way. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, which which band are we talking about? Talking about Smokestack. Oh no, I was no. talking about the Pass Outs. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, no, Smokestack. We did um, we did do an album. I did one album with them. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We yeah. we tried to get a second one happening, but um, yeah, I ended up leaving the band unfortunately. Um, but yeah, uh, that band was very different because um, uh, in the four years that I was with them, yeah, we were able to get that like an album out in that small amount of time. Um, having said that, they had already had a lot of material that they were working mm. on before I joined them. So I was able to just kind of put my spin on a lot of the tracks, yeah. you know, yeah. and then and then release an album pretty quickly, which was um, which was really cool. But there you go. Well, that was kind of what we intended to do. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> See, the thing is, uh, when we started, so we, we were doing an album, right? Mm. And when we started doing the album, the songs were there. Yeah, right. The songs were there. Those songs now aren't the same as they were when the recording of the album started. So in the recording process, it'd be like, well, what if we try this? And the song would get rewritten, Mm. which is cool. I like them. I think they sound great and they've evolved into, you know, more than they were. 
Yes. But it did mean things would take quite a bit longer. Right, right. Of but course. it's cool. I learned a lot. Yeah, yeah. They're now pretty well. I think you'd agree. Yeah, yeah. Whether we like it or not, found the final yeah. versions. <laughs> yeah, but it was cool. And mm. um, one of the things I think you guys, when I joined, it was like, oh, let's work towards an EP. And yeah, I, 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 I started to really like the material. And no, 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 do an album. Yeah, right. Everyone does an EP. Yeah. You know, do an album. Like, that's cool. You've got enough songs for an album. Yeah. Why not? Do an album. Yeah, you've got to do it at least once. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I guess I convinced everyone. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and so the album has been released or? No, no. It's probably, uh, I want to say three quarters done. It's yeah, written. Nice. It's written. The second one is yeah. pretty much written as well. <laughs> Yeah, right. But, but you're still going through the process of recording everything. and Yep. Yeah, yeah. nice. Where you've been recording the album at? A little place called Electric Caseyland Studios. Oh, nice. <laughs> your own, your own um, yeah, home yeah, studio. Yeah, 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 nice, dude. Nice. Yeah, which, um, I don't know. And we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? I think. Yeah, so yeah. that it's got its... People... Well, yeah, it's got like pros and cons. Yeah. And people will... Uh, well, not everyone, but some people. As soon as you say we're doing it ourselves, yes. Uh, depending on their background or their, um, I don't know, allegiance or experience, yeah, they'll react differently. Some people will say, "Kick ass, man! That's awesome." Yes. Others take it as quite an affront. Yeah, and I've look, actually experienced this where. Yeah, I, I think the old guard is is dying, dude. I don't think it's really that like I, I, uh, yeah, the game changer. I agree. If, you, if you're able to capture the sound that you want and then you know um release it more power to you yeah exactly you know? and why th- should everyone have to like you know save up so much money to go somewhere to professionally record when if you're happy with what you're being able to produce at home you know maybe you give it to someone else for like some finishing touches or whatever mm. but if you're happy with the product fuck it who cares dude i was involved in a project that i won't name because it was actually pretty cool yes but, uh the producer was someone who uh you they you wouldn't know them for their work but yeah. uh they i'm trying to skirt around this they learned from a producer who many would put at number one of all time okay cool anyway i had to record this is all happening in england i had to record the, my tracks you know i did my solo here i was just doing solos on the album and sent the track across, and it, I swear to you, I don't, I don't, to this day, I don't know how, it came back, the solo came back, like, backwards and out of time. Hmm. Which, you, I, I could not figure it out, it's just in Pro Tools, like, but th- this, was, this was something that, you know, a lot of money was being paid for this, and I'm like, hold on, I, I could, anyone could. <laughs> could do this in audacity like you know this is not hard to get right that you were recording a solo for um it it was a band that i was again i don't really want to just don't want to name it because that oh okay but there was a band that i was involved with years ago and uh it's i don't know i think if i remember the album did come out digitally but I think I only ended up playing on like three sol- three solos or something oh, like okay. that. Yeah, so you're yeah. saying basically... But it was just... Yeah. I was blown away that there was this sort of pro experience. And when we got when the track came back, it was it was all wrong. And yeah, right. 
you, you know, yet I could say to someone, oh, I'm producing an album. Uh, I'm do you know, we're doing it. And just because it's not in a studio of some renown, it'd be, oh, no, that can't possibly be any good. It's like we're all kind of on the same playing field now. Yeah, 100%. You know? Yeah. You know, they don't know if you've got a relative that just passed away and you've got a million dollar studio in your backyard like yeah, that, yeah no. you know? and even if you don't like as long as what you are recording is being captured in a way that you, you want it like i was saying before be able to you know present to your audience then yeah who cares? and people here with their, sound good people here with their eyes you know they'll uh they'll say that anything you know recording in the box so to speak sure yeah. doesn't sound real yet they'll go to a concert say how kick-ass everything sounds and it's like yeah they're using kempers and the drums are all triggered oh so a kemper is a um a, 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 like a profiling guitar amp. profiling yeah. amp yeah not yeah. necessarily everyone's using, but people are doing this yeah, but you're yeah. seeing a stack and you're like man those marshals sounded incredible well, that's it like when you go see pearl jam they do daughter stone gossard's up there playing a electric guitar but it sounds like an acoustic yeah because he's got an effect on bro and it's yeah that's the thing like if it sounds cool then it who is. cares exactly oh that's a cool thing man well i can't wait to hear it that's going to be really cool yeah. It's pretty exciting. I'm really so proud cool. of it. Yeah, nice one, man. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> right on. And so you're doing like warm-up shows and stuff like that to like, you know, kind of um, see which tracks work and which ones don't. Or you've already passed that because you, you've yeah, decided we've, we've, on Yeah, we've, we've played a bunch of shows. I think, yeah, nice. Yeah, I think maybe there's only like one song really, one, two that haven't been played yet off the album. Mm -hmm. So it's, a, it's a quite a long yeah. album, actually. It's, so you've road tested everything. It's a 12-track album. Pretty so much. 12 tracks. Yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. So there's kind of one song that we... Uh, Kerry Muir, uh, Muir that we can't do live I don't know it, it's that's just not part of the set it's a sure, it's, more it's a studio. bit of an easter egg mm. yeah yeah oh, nice nice yeah uh, that we're putting on there and, right. yeah it's cool man uh, it's just a I'm not even going to say it like I don't want to spoil it it's just something that it would be fun for people to hear yeah, yeah right and, on and uh, but no most of the other stuff we've done live and it's really weird because on some of the tracks there's like you know 10 guitars yes but they sound fine live with just one yeah nice and it it, it, just, it works really well yeah 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 and um yeah the, and the big thing is also with our live show is it's it's fun so a lot of that's the feedback that we get is that people we're having fun and people have fun because the music is fun yeah yeah it has it's some of it is tongue in cheek like Joel's lyrics are are very, what's oh, the word? Well, they're good, but in addition to being <laughs> like, good, there's a yeah. there's a quirk to it. One of my favorite bands of all time is Skyhooks, and one mm -hmm. of the, the um, yeah, okay, properties that I took take from them is that they like to infuse comedy into their lyrics. Sure, something yeah, that will yeah. crack a smile on your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice it's, one. It's, it's a bit cheeky. Yeah, wicked. Yeah, like uh, Aussie larrikins kind yeah, of thing. And, yeah, yeah, and, on stage and that's doing fun. thing. Yeah, that's a cool thing, man. Yeah. Because you don't want... I think that rock doesn't have to be heavy rock. Not that we're terribly heavy, but yeah, hard yeah. rock. I think one of the things that separates hard rock and metal is that hard rock has more of a sense of humour. Yeah, most definitely. You know, it yeah, can create yeah. a laugh and has a bit more of a good time. Mm. And yeah, that's I think that our music embodies that. Yeah. Um, and so you've just been doing shows around Melbourne. Have you done any regional shows as well? or 
Uh, we've really just done shows around Melbourne, yeah. 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 Uh, you haven't really stepped outside of Melbourne properly yet. So you got we, to play Cherry, no. obviously, before it closed down and yeah, all that? Yeah, so we did twice. Played twice. Yeah, nice. twice this year with Cherry. Nice. Yeah, so the, the first time, uh, the first time we, our drummer, uh, the original drummer, Daniel, had to leave the band because uh, he had just had a son and he was moving regional <laughs> actually funnily enough going to the country yeah, yeah like well you've been there how many hours away is it yeah it's a, it's a solid two hour drive yeah so, so it just it <laughs> yeah. wasn't and this gig was like last minute uh just hey do you want to play the last week of cherry or the last whatever yeah, the it wasn't fir- quite the, first the last, last week, week of cherry. yeah the, the first, first time it closed week. down yeah i remember yeah and yeah. uh yeah so uh one of the guys found somehow we found a drummer who who would do it yes and then he pulled out like <gasps> Two days before, or three days before, oh, man, and we're like, "What do we do? We don't want to not play Cherry because gotta do it, yeah." As this band, because this band formed at Cherry, and we, I mean, I and you too, but you know, I had probably spent more social hours there than anywhere else on Earth, sure. to the point where all the rideshare apps think it's either my home or work. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, <laughs> you know, but, uh, which I, you know, I'm. I feel at home there and I'm putting in some hours so it's kind of both but um, but yeah so this this dude pulled out and I was like no no we can fix this we can fix it yes I didn't know that to be true I just didn't want to give up yeah of course you can't take let the spot go to someone yeah, else yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. Um, messaged a couple of people I think it was uh, it was actually two people and uh, Ash got back to me and she said I just, I'd, whatever I'd figured out, I was going to pay her. Um, she, what she threw at me was less, and I'm like, well, no, like if you're going to do this, give you the full amount because I want to make sure that you do it. Yeah, yeah. And she came in and at like two days' notice or whatever it was, let the songs kicked ass. Mm. Nice. It was so good. It was fun. And then we. <laughs> When Cherry reopened and mm-hmm. then closed the second time, we got to play. Yeah, we, yeah, we got to play again. So that was yeah, good. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, but that was crazy. That was so scary. Just this guy pulling out. Yeah, you know, what was going to happen? And mm. then, um, and so from that gig, you paid Ash to be in the band for that one night. But then now she's actually a member of the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. She um, kicks ass, as I said. Yeah, right on, man. I did get to see um, one last show at the Cherry Bar before they closed down. I think it was the. The first time, not the second. The second time, I never, I never got out. I was wasn't able to um, yep. that second time. But the first time, um, there was a show that was happening. It was the Millionaires Club, and they I was do there. all the wrestling. Oh, there you go. You I were was there. there, man. So we were at the same show. That yeah. was an, yeah years ago. Um, the bass player for Glam Slam and I were chatting. He he's a massive wrestling fan. He lives in America now. But yeah. I was like, dude, how cool would it be if we had a band that just played wrestling, wrestling theme songs? Never yeah. thought about it again. And then. This came out. I'm I like, know. I'm like, ah, oh, that's interesting. Like that's as in, like that's cool. Yes. And then I'm like, wonder who's in the band. I'm like, Jules. Yep. That makes sense. <laughs> of course, it's him, Julian. Yes. I yeah, yeah. Wouldn't want anyone else to do it. Yeah, yeah. Now, if they ever stop doing it, man, I, w- I want to do it. <laughs> so yeah. bad. I, I did a show with them a- about a month or two ago at the corner. I put on like a Pearl Jam tribute night and I had the Millionaires Club open up. And um, I said to them, man, it- at any point during your next show, if I could have 
a moment on stage. He's like, dude, you should like, you know, we should get a gimmick where like, you know, we get the money in the bank and you cash in on me and you like fucking sing a song. I'm like, yes, dude. (laughs) I totally want to do that. So I hope, I hope they keep their word because I really, really want to do that. I think that'd be, and they're always really up for some kind of wrestling. I mean, it's it's a wrestling themed band and that's a a perfect gimmick for a wrestling themed band. So my friend was standing there. That happens. She was, she was there, uh, not to see them necessarily, but to see whichever you know there was another band playing she was a wrestling Yard fan Judy or something yeah and she she was just like watching my reaction to all the songs mm. and it's like i had to sort of explain to her the significance of each song sure yeah i'm like oh well, you wouldn't get you wouldn't understand this but this one um oh my god what was it i think it was uh sexy boy sure and yeah I'm, yeah I'm like, well no and then um billy gunn's theme yeah, yeah. As She's man. like, well, what's this? I'm like, well, <laughs> see, he had this thing where he... Look, you had to be there, but yeah. the point is... It was the Attitude Era. They could get away with anything. And I, I remember paying $32 for WWF The Music Volume 4 that, that was on. 100%. So did I. Yeah. I'm an ass man. I was like, yeah. Dunk, dunk. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, they did... Um, Warriors theme I marked out so hard yeah 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 because I didn't think they were going to play it and I was oh man and then after that did Brett's theme Mm. and I I was losing it man (laughs) like this is (laughs) I was more into that than I was you know a band had played like a hundred Van Halen covers note perfectly (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's so great like that band the fans for (laughs) that music are like not just you know casual wrestling fans they're going to be guys or girls yeah. that have just grown up with one of our friends and you i don't think you were there were you, no, you at the show you, yeah at the no, show no. no no one of our friends you see if you can guess who it was for um stone cold's theme he purposely bought two cans Oh, I saw that. Yeah, so that he- was that one of your mates? <laughs> and he full like shitty crash it like right in front of the stage. I was freaking out. I was wearing my Jordans that like I'm like that fucker better not get beer on my fucking shoes. <laughs> Who do you reckon it was? Oh, I don't know. I don't so- know. Uh, I was about to say him actually. <laughs> Fantastic. That's awesome, man. That and that was a cool gig. I got to see yeah, those guys was, more. That was a great gig, man. Well, they're they're doing a show in a few weeks, but it's up in uh, Sydney at Frankie's. So. Um, I'm half half tempted to just grab jump on a plane and go and see them, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I'd love to see them. Um, oh, that's cool, guys. Well, hey, listen, before we finish up here, I would love to be able to play um, a little preview of the Chevaliers um, for everyone who's been listening to the podcast. Um, uh, is there a song that you could um, uh, like send me that I could play a little preview of? Yeah, absolutely. Is man. that cool? Yeah, yeah. Check on. Future X, lover. Future X, it's yeah. got to be Future X. It's got to be Future X. Got to be Future X lover. That's, All right. that's my favorite. <laughs> future X lover. That's, <laughs> that's my favorite one at the moment. All right, we will have heard a little bit of Future yeah. X lover um, prior to this um, podcast um, before we interview. Go actually, we should plug our next show. Yes, is, let's um, do that. Uh, October twenty sixth at the Bendigo Hotel with White Devil Detroit. Yeah. Um, Art Simone, who is a drag queen. Ah. Um, is it? Stone Temple co-pilots, a Stone Temple Pilots yeah. cover band. Tribute, yeah. And yeah. the comedian's name is Dave something. Oh, you are a good pitch I man. Very good at pitching this. <laughs> Probably should have thought that through. Well, it's a really eclectic lineup. <laughs> yeah, that, so it's a good comedian, that w- a drag queen, a tribute act, and an original rock band. Yeah, two original yeah. rock bands. Yeah, so two original wow. rock bands. Wow! Yeah, it's, it's, and that was kind of the point when they put the show together was... It was a bit of a grab bag. Yes. 
uh, which just is just going to be interesting. That is going to be an interesting night, yeah. It's yeah. certainly not like any gig that I've seen. That's the 26th of October at the Bendigo Hotel yeah. in Collingwood. In Collingwood, yeah. see, yeah. yes. In Collingwood. Very important. Very yeah. important. Yeah. I, as I was saying to Joel the other day, I missed quite a few gigs there through the years when I actually just thought I was in Bendigo. Yeah, I know. Such a strange <laughs> name for a club that's in and I was like, man, why is everyone playing in Bendigo all of a sudden? Yeah. It sucks. I can't go all the way yeah. there just to see a fucking band. Oh, so I sat at home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. So that's the, the show that's coming up. And the Chevaliers obviously have like the Facebook, the Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. so you can so check can... us out on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. And we've got a few songs up on SoundCloud, which are linked through our Facebook page. Oh, beautiful. So, so if people want to hear um, more yes. from the Chevaliers, they can... So, um... Yeah, we've, we just, just released um, Future X Lover not two weeks ago. And there's another nice. full we got, song up there. Yeah. We've got a snippet of a song on there also called Porcelain Soul, which is in the top uh, top 30 of the rock category of the Australian Songwriters Association uh, Awards. So I'm not saying this eloquently at all. <laughs> the Australian Songwriters Association Awards, where the, the, uh, the ceremony to see if that goes top 10 or even yeah. wins yeah, yeah, yeah. is the end of October. It's actually like three days after that show. Okay, cool. So I'm going to Sydney for that. Is that that gimmick where you have to like pay to to, to be yeah, and to, yeah. enter it? Like yeah, I went like last 70 year. 70 bucks or something? Um, I don't think it was that much. Not that much? I'm a, I'm a member, so I... So, but oh, okay. I went last year with the music school that I work for. Okay. And, um, oh man, who was in the Hall of Fame? Ida Davies. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty cool just seeing this performance. Uh, yeah, it was, it was yeah. actually cool. I didn't think it was going to be that much fun, yeah. but I had a pretty good time and uh, the beers kept flowing. So that was really important. Yeah, nice. But uh, yeah, yeah. hopefully we win that. Well, that'd be amazing, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of your tunes is, is in contention. It's, it's in the top 30 now. And, and Yeah, you don't find out the top 10 till the night. Yeah, right. So you could fly up there and go, oh, well. I have to go anyway for work. So. Oh, okay. Well, it's a win-win. Just enjoy the free beer, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we've got like... Yeah, the school has like heaps of students who have, uh, you know, uh, songs in various top 30s. So, yeah, I'm, I'm there ah, anyway. Okay, cool. It's all cool. gravy. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice one. And Geordie Mitchell, by the way, that's the comedian. Oh, that's a... You just, had, just looked it up there before we finished up. So, we've got Geordie Mitchell. Dave Geordie Mitchell or it's just Geordie Mitchell? Just Geordie Mitchell. Uh, just Geordie Mitchell. Unless, <laughs> unless he likes the ring of it. Yeah, in which case, we'll sell him that yeah. name. Yeah, that's for a, it. a small fee. <laughs> Dave Geordie Mitchell. 26th of October. Don't miss it. Oh, guys. Well, thanks so much for being guests on The Art of Touring. Um, at the end of every Art of Touring episode, I, I put out there, you know, if, if you'd like to come on the show, you know, uh, slip me a message, you know, on, on uh, Instagram or, or Facebook or or, um, or my email. Um, uh, no one's ever done that, except you two fine gentlemen. Wow. So, thank you so much. Someone's actually <laughs> listening to my show. It blew my mind. I'm like, well, wow, I saw wanna... the figures. And... Yeah. You're like, I'm going to get I'm on like, this. I can talk about music for a couple of hours if I can edge closer to these bad boys. Yeah, nice, nice. The action figures behind us. <laughs> oh, boys. Well, yes, Casey, Joel, thank you so much for being guests on the thank show. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, um, yeah, everyone, uh, head out to see the boys on the 26th if you're in town to... Um, yeah, to, to have an amazing night of comedy and drag queenery and hard rock and tunes. Good old yeah. fashioned rock and roll. Yeah. It'll be a bit of fun. We'll see you on the road, boys. See you later. See you. Thanks, man. Thank see you. you. Ciao.
And that's a wrap, Sizzlers, episode 77. All done. Thanks. I love how every week I'm surprised. Episode 77. Episode 77. It's, it, each week goes by, Sis, and then another episode drops. I don't know why you're surprised. Uh, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, give the podcast a share on social media. Use the hashtag Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow at Art of Touring Podcast. If you are a first-time listener to the show, I hope you come on back each week and keep listening. I have a new guest each and every week, so you are more than welcome to join the Art of Touring family by becoming a regular listener, a sizzler, if you will. Uh, no, not the 80s and 90s food chain where you could eat all you wanted. Sizzlers is the name of the people that listen to my podcast. Hello, Sizzlers. Where you at? If you'd like to get in contact with me, please email me directly, artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you would like to come on the show. Maybe you know someone else who you think would be a good fit for the show. Please email me any suggestions uh, for future guests. You can listen to Art of Touring on Wooshka and you can download it on iTunes. If you've enjoyed this episode, take a moment to give the podcast a rating within the podcast app on your phone and write a short review, something like, great podcast, I'd listen to it again, you should too, something like that. Now let's get into some plugs. On Saturday, October 26th, the Passouts will be performing at the Matthew Flinders Hotel alongside Queensland rockers Red Star Born and local legends Torrential Thrill and Eat the Damn Orange. You can grab your tickets on the door or grab them from the website. Come on down for a night of raucous rock and roll. That's all from me this week. Before I go, I do have a few shout-outs, though. Shout-out to Chris Wall, who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelt W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guests this week, Joel and Casey from the Chevaliers. Before... Be, blah, blah, <laughs> take a shot. Be sure to follow their social media profiles to stay up to date with all of their goings-on. And that's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of The Art of Touring. With us is now... Remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by Ramon's Health Advice. Don't be a victim, Maitland. Get yourself checked out today. Yeah, just have a laugh. Pretty much it, and hopefully That's we'll okay. touch on some wrestling as well at some point. <laughs> oh, Joel, know all about yeah, that. my vast knowledge on wrestling. <laughs> yeah, <you know>. yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at you, man. You've got the wrestling regalia on. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I borrowed this T-shirt from him. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's actually. I only had one. I only had one, so that's why <laughs> I couldn't wear it. <laughs> it's perfect.